Hey everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. Alright people, welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod. We're back. We took a week off. We're bigger and better now. Um, sorry about that last week. I know you guys really pay close attention to my schedule. And if you don't get your pod, you, you, you riot. You grab your pitchforks and you riot in the streets. So I got a really good episode today. A great guest joining me. He's a contributor to Verb Moto. He's the outlier athlete. He's Evan Nystrom, trainer to the stars. What up? Hey man, thanks for having me. It's uh yeah, you've you've held on uh quite a bit with me this week because um we've had to cancel us a couple times. Uh we made it happen though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, life life goes on. Yeah, but you're always there for me, you know. <laughs> Hey, that's that's what friends do. Yeah, we're we're good buddies. I don't think anybody really knows that. Like we we talk all the time, but we've never had you on the show yet. So I'm sorry about that. This is episode 27, but you're here. Hey, yeah, I mean better late than never. <laughs> he sounds so excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you've been in the industry for quite a while. You train. Uh, well, you've grinded your way to, to where you're at today. You you train quite a bit of riders. Um, kind of go into your background a little bit to start of where you came from and, um, you know, your certifications and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I've been a coach for 10 years now, which is crazy to kind of say that because, um, I'm, I'm 30 years old. So it's like to say that it's like, oh, that's a third of my life I've been doing this. And so it wasn't until 2020 that I took my expertise in coaching and training into the sport of motocross specifically you know i was kind of just more of your general you know help out any athlete type guy but then you know when 2020 hit i was like hey i'm gonna make a change i've raced dirt bikes since i was four years old this is you know a huge passion of mine so i took my education my degree in exercise science and um, all my experience and said, Hey, I'm going to, you know, merge these two things that I really enjoyed and, you know, training and also, you know, motocross and bring them together as one. So I started reaching out to local pros, um, you know, some guys that I knew just up here in the Pacific Northwest where I am and said, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I know. I'm going to do this for very cheap. And give me kind of give me a shot to show you that, you know, I'm worthy of, you know, this position essentially. And one thing led to another and, you know, now we're coming in year four, you know, kind of niching down into motocross, supercross training. And, you know, I've got nine guys going into supercross this year and, you know, it's, it's definitely a step-by-step-by-step type thing every year, a little bit more, you know, that next rider up type thing. But, you know, it started with just the local, you know, guy that was trying to do well and he knew the next person and the next person. And that led to getting better results, showing kind of the proof that, you know, this, this training methodology that I have is, you know, it's solid and it's helping riders be the best that they can be. Yeah, perfect. Perfectly said. Did you grow up racing? Yeah, so I I started racing as a little kid, like like so many of us in the sport. You know, I was 
four years old when I won my first championship on a PW50, you know, up here in the Pacific Northwest. And I raced all the way up until I was about 14. So, um, you know, about 10 years there and did the whole local scene, did the regional, you know, raced all the AMA races and did the whole thing. And then I actually took a hiatus from the sport um, for about 10 years or excuse me, 10 years, um, six years from the time I was 14 till I was about 20. And in that time, I did more traditional sports. I ended up going to college on a scholarship for track and field. I was a sprinter in college. And so that kind of like changed my trajectory just a little bit, but I never lost my, my love of the sport. And so when I was 20 years old, I got a bike again. Um, against my college coach's knowledge, they didn't know that I was also riding dirt bikes. Um, they probably wouldn't have been very happy knowing that, but I, I had the itch, so I had had to get back into it. And so um, been racing ever since again. Um, I still currently race and enjoy it as much as I ever have, but definitely take it much less serious on my own merit than I ever did when I was younger. So where did the love of training come from? So unfortunately, it comes from being hurt. So like I've had a lot of broken bones. And funny enough, I'm going to say this, they're not from racing dirt bikes. It's just from being a wild child. And so um, when I was 14 years old, I broke both my legs at the same time. Um, that put me in a wheelchair for about two months. And I had to go through some pretty rigorous physical therapy and at that time, after breaking both my legs, I was, you know, I just like had this like outstanding season in track and field. And so they're like, oh, you're not going to be able to sprint anymore. There's, there's your legs are shot, you know? So I did some really good physical therapy. And that next year I came back and, you know, I was a little bit behind the ball, you know, if I hadn't have broke my legs, but I came back and then I still had a very successful 10 years of sprinting, you know, through high school, college and was pretty darn quick. And it was all thanks to really good recovery and physical therapy that I got when I was younger. And that really spiked my interest in kind of the physical therapy rehab side of things. And then once I got into college, I was originally kind of going in that trajectory because I, my, my education and my bachelor's degree sets me up to be able to apply for physical therapy school. So originally that was kind of the game plan was I was going to go do physical therapy until I learned a little bit more about the ins and outs of, you know, the occupation and doing a lot of, um, you know, free time and clinics. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't really like this side of things. Like, we're getting people on the back end of being hurt. What, what can we do on the front end to prevent rather than, you know, on the back end when we're trying to recover. So I got really heavy into prevention and lo and behold, strength and conditioning is one of the best things they can do for prevention of injury. Okay. So when you, okay, you're a student athlete, um, through high school and college, were you always, you're one of the smartest people I've, I've ever met. So do you find that more in college where you were like, okay, I'm really into this now. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, or were you kind of always a good student throughout your school career? Well, first off, thank you for saying that. That's Dude. super kind of you to say. I appreciate it. Um, you make me feel I'm so sure dumb sometimes. I'm like talking <laughs> in my, oh, okay. You know? 
Hey, there's, there's always the next smarter person. Um, and we have our avenues that we understand really well and the body is, is my avenue for sure. But, um, yeah, to answer that, I was saying like high school, I was just a normal student. Like I was, it wasn't anything like special. It was just like, I think I had graduated with like a 3.5 GPA. I just was like doing the normal, you know, stuff. Um, college was kind of the first two years is always a racket. Um, you know, it's there, they make you take stupid classes just to fulfill requirements. And it's like, I don't even care about taking this math class that has no application to whatever I need to be doing. But, you know, once I got into what I really wanted to be learning about, it was like, it just clicked. Like, it, I don't know if it was just because I cared or if it was because this was like the place I was supposed to be or what it was. But as soon as I started learning about the body, it was just like, I had a passion for it and I actually gave a shit. That's really what it kind yeah. of came down to. Like, I actually care about learning about this. And I will say like, I've learned probably tenfold the amount since graduating college from you know real world application just because it's there's nothing better than getting that experience and actually like being in the trenches of work you know i did the the crappy trainer life i did the you know working at 24-hour fitness life i did that whole thing and it kind of sucks but you learn a lot and you figure out kind of you know, by doing this or that with a client, like this is a good way of doing this. This is a poor way of doing this. And it all just comes from that experience. And that's nothing that college ever would get, give me. College gave me the foundation of like book knowledge, but real world application is a hundred percent where it's at. So like, if it wasn't for the fact that I've stuck with this for such a long time now, I wouldn't, um, you know, be as knowledgeable as I am. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, it, real world experience really, truly is where it's at. I mean, a co college obviously lays the groundwork for it, but yeah, out in out in the real world, it's a different story. Um, so yeah, it's a cool little background into your story, and I, I wish I could spend like three hours on it because there's so much there to to go to it. But we'll just have you on more. That's what we'll do. But, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> but you you have such a hard hard you know go of it because. You know, you're not a former pro. You don't have championships to your resume. And it's a battle you fight every day trying to get athletes to come onto your program when there's like Brock Tickles and, you know, Mike Browns and, of course, Alden, the proven factory there. But how hard is it to, to go against those, those big heavy hitters and, and prove guys that you have what it takes? It, it can be pretty tough. Like, it's I, – I would say that's probably been the biggest – challenge with coming into the industry is not having that name and not as you said having the championships or even like you know just being known so like I'm coming out of nowhere I'm kind of making a name for myself and like I said every year it's more and more and more but it's it's still like I didn't start year one someone being like oh he's a 250 regional champion you know like he's probably worked with good people because he got good results. So he has good knowledge or, you know, anything like that. It's like I'm coming in and having to more so like prove myself, prove my name, prove my worth, and then let that transfer over to, you know, my riders feeling better, my riders getting the results that they hope to get, um, 
people getting eyes on them, you know, so they grow, they get bigger, they attract more, they, you know, go to different teams, they get a little bit more um, support from themselves. And then that kind of helps me come with them a little bit. And I think my path is a little bit different as well, because there's a lot of trainers that come up through like the amateur ranks, right? So they start working with like a team green or, you know, something like that, where they get a kid that is a super mini phenomenon and just like comes up and sweeps Loretta's and goes B sweeps and then goes A and then turns pro. And then, you know, they kind of stay loyal to their trainer and that brings them into, you know, the, the big leagues. And I kind of, um, I think I got lucky a little bit with getting Derek Kelly early, very early because he was at a place in his career where he was still fairly fresh but he had a ton of potential. So he just needed somebody that really believed in, it, in him and gave him, you know, proper um, training methods that's going to help him as an individual grow. And so, I mean, you know this, you've seen Derek's career over the last three, um, four years and the path that he's been on. And so it's kind of like, it's not without turbulence, of course, but when you have someone that is building with you, you can see kind of these parallels in the relationship of, you know, who he's working with, what he's doing. And that starts to speak for itself that, you know, gives me a little bit more on my resume. And, you know, when you have a writer that has the accolades and is running the national number, and then you get the next person that has the national number and it just builds and builds and builds. So it definitely, has been a tougher path, but I can see that it's like a compounding effect. So like every year it's like the next thing, but it's not just like, you know, one plus one plus one plus one, it's one plus two, two plus two, four plus four, like it keeps growing and building. So I'm really excited for this season because of the growth that has occurred, but then also for the season to to come because it's, um, I can't even say what, you know, 2025 will look like. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and that's how I met you was through Derek. So it's like, you know, you see, you start working with him and then you see the improvement like every year. And it's been, it's been pretty remarkable to see what you guys have accomplished together. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's a bummer. He is injured at the moment. Um, you know, but it's, it's a part of the sport. It's nothing of, you know, anyone's fault that that occurred. It's just a, an incident and then they're part of training and riding dirt bikes and jumping on that. 50 feet in the air going, you know, 40 miles per hour, like shit happens, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, you know, Derek is a close friend of mine. Um, we've actually grown very close to each other throughout the process of training. It's just kind of the nature of it. And, you know, he and I even have a, um, a company that we're starting together. So that's pretty cool. It's pronounced next hydration, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's, in the works where it's pretty far along we got our samples and everything so now we're just kind of waiting for full production so we're hoping to have it come out um about mid to late february is the plan i'm excited can i sign up to be a uh you know um what do you call them social media influencer yeah uh, affiliate yeah, a free free product guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll test it, you know, and just I'll be real honest about how it makes me feel. Test it and promote it, man. Because I came to you last summer. I said, dude, I'm feeling flat. I need something. And was this the product you, you gave me? 
or was were looking to give me? This is the product that we're, we're yeah, okay. I was talking about. It's definitely like it's been a little bit longer than we planned. Um, you know, we actually came together last year about this time with the plan of doing it. And then Derek had a phenomenal supercross season. So I, I made the decision as the coach in that moment. I'm like, Hey, like we need to just stay focused. Like, I know like it's super exciting to start this, you know, this other journey, but you're having a heck of a season and I don't want these like extra stress loads, extra distractions and stuff like that. It's like, we're okay we don't need to do it right now. So um, I would, it, it, it is behind because it's like this has been in the works for a year now, but it was for good reason that, you know, we kind of put it on hold. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, you can you guys can become millionaires later on in life. Let's accomplish some goals first. Yeah, exactly. Let's hit, let's hit some results. Let's get, get some contracts and, you know, everything else is, will come with time. We got plenty of time in this life. I can't believe, okay, you, you hit up everybody, just about everybody in the sport, just like, say, hey, this is me, this is what I do, and nine riders, man, for next year, you got, I'm going to go down the list, and I want you to give a quick summary of what we can expect, is that okay? Absolutely, yep, let's okay. do it. All right, so you got DK, Derek Kelly, I know he's starting off to your hurt, but when he comes back, it's on. Yeah, he's, the thing about him being hurt is he's not going to forget his speed. It's just a matter of recovery. So we're not too stressed about it. Like as far as when he can get back on the bike, the only thing is the annoyance of not being on the bike. You know, he's, he's definitely like scratching at it. And it was a pretty good bone break. It's not like it was just like this little like fracture. It was a pretty good break. So, you know, it's going to take some patience, but you know, he's a very, very talented rider and he's very dedicated to his craft. So, you know, the plan for Supercross is still kind of up in the air. There's a little bit of talk of maybe going east, um, maybe doing some 450, but for sure 450 moto. And dude, like, I, he's a bigger dude. Like, he's not huge, but he's a bigger guy. And I think that 450 is going to be super great for him. And I, I'm super excited for, him to get on it because I think there's going to be a lot of success once he gets on it. I do too, man. I was writing uh, in his preview a couple weeks ago just how he's going to be the surprise of the 450 class next summer. Like, it's I'm so excited. We're going to go 24 now. It's on, dude. Like, it's just on. <laughs> you know? I think it's, it's 22 now. I think, Whatever, I think man. we lost the round, but yeah. <laughs> Playoffs too. Bring him in. We're going to win it all. Yeah, it, it's good though. It's great for him because it sets him up for the SNX, um, you know, playoff rounds and stuff like that, which is obviously, you know, a really good thing for these riders, especially the 450 class. So. Yeah. And then you added Shane McElrath too, which is cool recently. Yeah. Shane, Shane and I have become pretty close. Um, we started working together in the middle of the summer when he was kind of doing a couple of motocross rounds just to get extra points for SMX and, yeah, I met him in 2022 at Paula and, you know, just small talk, you know, just letting people know who I am. And um, there's a race up here in the Northwest. It's the PIR Portland International Raceway anniversary race. And it's like a $15,000 purse race. And he was, he came up to race Washougal. Um, so he was just out watching and I just, you know, went up to him like, Hey man. And he, he remembered me, which was, that was really cool. Actually, that was a good moment. I was like, okay, that's cool. People remember my face. And, um, 
you know, we just got the chatting and, you know, I was like, Hey, like, let's do uh, a little bit of a trial run this weekend at watch Google. Cause I, I go to the races with these guys and I do body work and stuff like that. I'm not a chiropractor, a massage therapist or any of that stuff. Um, but we do muscular activation, muscular man- manipulation and stuff like that at the races just to get them where they need to be. We work on their nutrition their hydration um, and all that stuff. So I was like, Hey, like, let's trial run this, um, this weekend, see if you like it. So we did that. And then, um, yeah, we've been on it since. So he's super stoked for him. This is the first season on 450 that he's had a full season contract, which, you know, he's been on almost every color of bike in his 450 career. And, um, so it's, it's going to be really good for him to stay on one bike, one team, you know, one group around him for the full season. And I think we'll see a lot of what we saw of Shane when he was in the 250 class again. Yeah, I had him on the pod. I, I've actually grown pretty close to Shane this year. Um, really super nice guy. And he's just like, man, I, my best 450 days are ahead of me. Um, now I'm, I'm planted. I got, I have some things to prove to everybody. And he just, he's got a good setting now at HEP. Like, I just think it's, uh, he's going to find himself this year. Yeah, I totally agree. He likes the bike. He likes the engine package, um, the suspension and everything. And the Suzuki is a great bike. Like obviously people crap on it and everything, no, but it is a great bike and it's, it's a beast. Like he, he told me, he's like, I had to change the engine package. It's like this bike is, it's an animal. So it's like, it's not for a lack of power. And I think we've seen that out of the Suzuki's at motocross when they pull pull shots. It's like, you know, those bikes are very powerful. So it's like, it's a good bike. People just forgot how to kick a bike over, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's one main events. Like, what do you, what do you want from us? Like Suzuki's are good, <laughs> man. They're, they're where it needs to be. So, uh, let's see. Freddie Norin, you know, it's not Chad Reed out there. It's Freddie Norin now. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that 22, which, you know, Chad Reed was a huge, um, you know, hero to me growing up. I, I always had Chad Reed helmets, you know, replica helmets, gear sets. I was trying to rep, you know, that that style and everything. But, yeah, uh, Freddie got that 22 after, you know, obviously putting in his best full season. He raced all 31 rounds. Um, he didn't make every main event in Supercross, but he did race every round last season. So he had a very consistent, strong year. Um, he and I worked together through Supercross last year, um, but not through motocross. So this year we're back for the full year and yeah, he's been putting in a lot of work. He's in a good place. We brought in a functional medicine doctor of Corey King, who is top notch dude. Like he's a great guy. Very, very knowledgeable. You know, I told you like, there's always that next smart person. And I, I, in his department, he's definitely that that smarter person than I. So, um, you know, I'm working with him with these riders and Freddie is one of those guys. And I think that it's going to be a really big, um, helper for him in his career and where he's at and what he needs. So I think that it's going to be a very positive season. He's only getting better at Supercross as well. So, um, yeah, I think he proves his worth with that 22. Nicest guy in the sport. Like, seriously. Oh, the nicest. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, and then you have his boss, Bubba Pauly. You've been working with Bubba for a little bit. Yeah, Bubba and I um, linked up last season. Um, obviously, he had 
one of the weirder injuries um, that we've seen. I mean, obviously, Dino with the foot peg was a weird injury, but, you know, losing the tip of your thumb in the dirt is also a pretty weird injury. So, um, went through with that whole thing. We, you know, came on the other side, you know, with those little less body parts, but um, he's healthy. He's really happy, actually. They brought in more personnel to help him out as the team owner. Um, they have Derek Rankin over there now, who is close with Freddie as well. So I think that team is really growing, and it's only going to help Bubba more as a rider to be able to focus on being a rider rather than being a team manager, being a team owner, being a rider being all these different things and then, you know, trying to go compete with these other guys. So um, I think he's in a better place than he has really been in a, quite a long time, actually, um, on and off the bike. So we're working out some of his health as well through Corey King, and I think that's going to be a, a big um, helper just, you know, for energy and recovery throughout this season. I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. You said it perfectly. Like uh, Rankin's going to be a big deal to that program. He, I had him on the pod a couple weeks back, and he was talking about how how big it was. So, uh, and I actually even haven't met Bubba in real life. So I'm I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to definitely go over there. I'm going to steal their snacks and just kick my feet up over there because it's got a. They've grown so much as a program. Yeah, yeah. They got Cartwright as well this season, who um, works with Drew Whitehead, who's a who's a, another great coach and. So I think just as a whole, that that whole squad is going to be um, very good, which is great for their program. I think it's going to be awesome. And, you know, you say Freddie's a super nice guy. Bubba's right there with them. For sure. I agree. And then another team on the rise. It looks like you've taken on four of their riders, HBI Racing. Uh, you got yeah. Hardy Munoz. Yes, sir. So Hardy is, you know, I met him when I went down to the sandbox and was working with Shane for a week back in October. And I was talking with some of their personnel and that's kind of how this all got set up to um, have their full 250 squad. And Hardy has so much potential and he's kind of been doing a lot of it on his own. And like last season at Supercross, he was basically rocking a stock bike with stock suspension and supercross which is just like wild um so the bike wasn't very good and he, you know he still was able to earn himself a, a national number um through last season so i think that we're gonna see a really good heart this season with the support that hbi has put together um you know i believe three out of the four riders are going east coast so you know he still has a lot of time about you know six weeks or so to still keep keep grinding and training and getting comfortable on the bike and training down the sandbox is really big for those guys as well because that's a great facility with some great um tracks and you know everything that they have going on down there for sure and then you got some young guns cole bradford aiden shive and slade varola as well yeah so you know aiden and cole both have a little bit of an experience in supercross but i would still call them rookies and they're still pretty green you know um so they're, they're really hard workers. They're hungry. I mean, like these rookies these days are just like, they're scratching for every inch that they can get. So they're hungry. And with all these guys like being younger, I'm really trying to work and manage their programs over anything else. Cause they're so gung ho that I'm like, Hey, like 
we don't want to run you into the ground. I know that you feel like you can do that. And like being 20 to 22, like it, it definitely is different than being 28 to 30, but like, we still need to manage your, your bodies. We need to keep you healthy and keep you, you know, feeling good. We need to have tapers. We need to have peaks. We, you know, we need to do this appropriately. And so it's almost like trying to pull the reins back a little bit on the young guns sometimes. Yeah. And then Braden, Braden Spangle as well. Yeah. Um, touch on Slade real fast. Sorry. I didn't mention Slade on the HBI. So Slade yeah. is a fill in, um, for, um, Caden Braswell. So unfortunately Caden had a knee injury. Um, and since I'm working with the 250 team, Slade came in and I've been talking to Slade for a little while. He did Supercross Futures this past season. He did really great in it. He didn't really have a plan for this season and then HBI picked him up. So I actually, I, I expect some really good showings from him. He's, he's definitely going to have to get adjusted to the intensity of, you know, West Coast Supercross um, since he's going to be coming out um, here in January. But he's going to, I think he's going to actually show some pretty good speed and results. But Yes, Braden is a uh, local up here in the Northwest. He started kind of coming to me a little bit early on, about three years ago, um, just kind of chit-chatting. Um, he is a little bit older. He's mid-20s, but he did Supercross Futures last year because you got to earn the license and everything. So he did that last year, and he's raced a lot of arena cross as well. Um Doing the program on his own, he has support, of course, but he is what, you know, you call a, a product here. He's going to be out of the van and doing everything. So he's on, on program for the year, though, trying to, you know, get everything that it's worth. And he's a really good, good person. He's hardworking. And he, he's actually like one of those guys that is like kind of brings like a Ronnie Feist type vibe where he's like he's, he's a scrapper. Nice. Nice. Just uh. Yeah, I love that. You have a little bit of everything on, on your team for next year. And, uh, yeah, man, nine riders. Wow. That's a, that's what you wanted, though. You asked for it, and that's what you get. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I'm happy to be doing it. I'm stoked to be doing it. It's It seems like a lot, but, dude, like, at one point I was managing, like, 40 people mm. um, when I was just, like, a normal trainer. And so it's like, this is – this is cake. This is, this is a lot easier to do because these guys are dedicated. They want to be what they're, they want to be doing what they're doing rather than, you know, like I don't have to pull teeth, you know, with Barbara down the street that wants to, you know, do this or that, but won't do her exercises. You know, this is, it's a lot more fun working with performance athletes than the general population. Yeah, I bet. Oh, your, your 10th rider here, it says, uh, Troy dog from Hep Suzuki is signed to a lifetime deal. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, that's that's the latest. Um, that's I think it. that just is coming up on my computer right now. Yeah, breaking news <laughs> on the pod here. I will be an outlier athlete forever, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, you're a part of it. Always you, have been. Yeah, I mean, you know, put me put me to work, man. Train me, get me in peak performance. Well, I'm already there, but we can fine tune some things, you know. We're we're always going to be scratching for like the micro. It's, you know, we just want little, little bits because that's how we beat our competition. Exactly. That's how we, we scrap. That's how we get there. Yeah. All right. You got, uh, you got time for the Guts Racing Power Rankings? Let's do it. All right. For 33 years, Guts Racing has prided themselves on being the innovators in seat technology. 
If you're looking for a comfortable and stylish place to park your rear end on your dirt bike, then look no further. Gus carries an extensive product line of seat covers and foam, no matter what you ride. And guess what? When you use the promo code VERB20 at checkout, you can save on your order. Did you know that? You can save Gus Racing. I'm asking you. That's you, Evan. Oh, yeah. Me, my bad. Yeah, dude, I run Guts. I love them. I do, too. I'm sitting on one right now. I, when I do my pods, I sit on a Guts Racing seat. It's part of my... Yeah, you don't want to slip off. You can't. It's too grippy. We're good. I got the... Got, like, 18 ribs on here. They're all different colors. All 17 colors they provide. We're good. So... Because the first thing I put on the 450, dude, you got to put the Guts seat cover on the 450 once you get that bike. You have to. It's a must. It has to be a Guts Racing seat. Okay, so this week... Man, the off-season's almost over, but we're getting some traction. Everybody loves power rankings. I can't go to a race without people, like, hitting me up over them. So, and even on or on Instagram, people are just fighting over us now, so it's pretty good. But this It's week, fun, man. Yeah, it is fun. It's fun when, like, RC and, like, Emic start yelling at you. It's just great. Um, but this week we're doing favorite Christmas movies of all time. Cause why not? It's Christmas. It's Christmas time, like three days till Christmas. So, um, I'm not gonna do mine. I don't think because I'm gonna do try try something different. I'm just gonna have you say your list. Is that cool? Yeah, that's totally cool with me. Okay. So you have two lists. That's why I'm also not doing mine. Yeah. So I got two because I feel like with Christmas movies, at least the ones that I, I watched, it's you kind of like have like the family appropriate ones and then the like little bit more like raunchy comedy ones. So sure. I, I figured it'd be good to have a um, two list. Okay. So which list are you doing first? We'll do the, the family ones first. I think that's, um, you know, for me around the holiday time, it's like, I want to at least watch the Grinch once. Um, and that's Jim Carrey Grinch, not the cartoon Disney thing. Um, yeah. But Jim Carrey Grinch. And then Elf, like classic, turned into a total cult classic for Christmas movies. It really did. Yeah, I agree. And then um, last one is Spirited. I don't know if you've heard of this one or seen this one yet. No. I feel like I should know so, this. Yeah, so it came out last year, and it's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. So it's oh, wow, got two, it. in my opinion, two of the funniest guys. Um, so it's it's a pretty good Christmas movie, but it, it's still new because it's only been out for a year. So that that one is, I would say, probably because of it being new is my favorite at the moment. But that's um, you know still up for debate. I'll have to check that out. That's this is. Uh, I think I know what's going to be on your next list, though. So, okay, yeah, yeah, with, with you saying Ryan Reynolds, but go ahead. I might be wrong. So, is this the yeah? I mean, for Christmas, like for like comedy Christmas, dude, yeah. like I'm gonna put and I'm gonna do these in order. So, Bad Santa is number three, all right, which hilarious. And I, I was like 10 years old when that movie came out, so it was like very not appropriate for me to watch at the time, but definitely <laughs> did, yeah. <laughs> Um, office Christmas party. So good. So good. Hilarious. Yep. Um, and then the night before. I don't know that one. Yeah. So it's got Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, the, the good one. There's some, it's probably the most inappropriate one, but it's, it's pretty hilarious. 
I think, okay, now you said Seth Rogen. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Dude, those are good lists. You can't, yeah, I can't fight against any of that. It's good stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to put in Just Friends, though. Like, that's a good one. You probably, do you know that one? It is good. I, good. I, I guess that is a Christmas one, I think, but it's just like, it counts. that's like rom-com. Like, that's like, it's good, but like, I, I wanted to have that like, more like rated R type list. I know. No one would think that would be a Christmas movie, but it counts. You know, it, it just counts. It's a good movie for those who haven't seen it. But it is, yeah, it, it is a Christmas movie. Like it I, it's during Christmas. It's it's a holiday Christmas movie. Like I know people debate a lot, like um, Die Hard being a Christmas movie and stuff like that. But it's like that you can debate. Just Friends is legitimately a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've seen it because I don't think many people have. So I, I was like, maybe I should put it on my list. Maybe I shouldn't, but. Maybe I make it number one. Who knows? I might get crazy. That's a good one. It's a good one. All right, man. Well, I'll get you on in a couple of weeks and just see how things are going with your guys. And, and uh, just want to check in before the season started and everything got crazy. Yeah, the plan's to be uh, Anaheim 1. So I'll be taking off here in, you know, two weeks or yeah, I think actually two weeks. Yeah, two weeks and heading down there for Anaheim 1. Um, super excited. Obviously, not everyone will be there because I got – guys on the east coast and everything but um you know who's healthy and ready is going to be you know coming out spring and i think we're going to see some really good racing across the board but also some really good results from um the outlier athletes as well absolutely hey if people want to get a hold of you where do they go so my social media is the best way so outlier athlete on instagram um youtube everything is outlier athlete including my website so just remember Outlier Athlete. I, I tried to stay consistent with this so everyone can reach me on all you know platforms. So I'm really good about responding. I have programs that are pre-made. I do customized programming, but I actually have a program coming out with the MX Factory January 1st. Um, the wait list is open right now. So that's a big one. That's a very um, fun collaboration that I did with MX Factory and made a 12-week training program for people off the bike. And, yeah, so that's open for enrollment right now. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know about that. So you got that going on, and then your next Verb Moto column is coming out when? When we got that coming? We're going to get a couple rounds down because okay. I got some – I actually legit have some stuff in the works right now. Um, I'm going to keep it a little – on the DL, but yeah, there's some good stuff coming around. So we'll, we'll get some, some new things out there. Yeah. I always like when you, you throw in a column here and there, it's always super, uh, you know, it's super cool to see what you're doing and, um, what you're working on. So yeah, man, it's always good to catch up. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good to talk and I love, um, sharing knowledge. You know, I'm not gatekeepy. I don't try and hide stuff. So, you know, and I know that's a big thing that some coaches do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that it's only fair for everyone to know what's going on. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone specifically, like, this is Shane McElrath's workout. But, you know, I'll tell you the methodology and stuff because mm-hmm. it's all public knowledge. I tell people this all the time. You can find all this knowledge. You can go. You don't have to go to a university to get the books I read. You know, like, it's all out there. I just am kind of the encyclopedia for it. But you yourself can go find these answers. It just might take some work and it might be hard to comprehend. So, like, 
I'm not going to hide anything um, at the end of the day. Like, if people ask me questions and I don't know the answer, I'll tell them I don't know, but I'll try and find out. And you probably will know at the end of the day because that's what you do. You're Evan the Encyclopedia. You do that for 10 years, you learn a lot of things because you get asked a lot of questions. For sure. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you for joining me today on the pod, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Merry Christmas, too. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Christmas episode, so you're the Christmas present to everybody. Awesome. Perfect. All right, dude. See ya. All right, guys. That was a good interview with my buddy Evan there, outlier athlete. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to hit him up. He's very – like, I text him, and he texts back within – before I even get the text out. It's amazing. I don't know how he does it. So we're going to have Evan on a lot this year, give updates on his riders, and his program just keeps growing. So we're here to help him out. If you have any questions for Evan, feel free to uh, email me as well. We'll do an Ask Evan segment on the show maybe. Incorporate that in. So, yeah, Troy at Vermoto.com if you have questions. Um, a couple things I didn't mention at the top of the show, Shred Tour related. Uh, we have the Gypsy Tales 500 coming up March 9th at Mesquite. And um, so we have all the information on our website, but I'm going to read the excerpt from the website so you guys don't have to go there. But you should click on our website. You should read everything and just, just go there and click, click, click. That's that's how we get funds, bro. Okay. So the short version, Verb Moto and Gypsy Tales are putting on a Grand Prix-style event in Mesquite, Nevada, using one of Gypsy's favorite events, Australia's Transmoto Series. As inspiration, this will be an 8-hour and 20-minute, 500 total minutes, team or solo race with your boys or girls. The course will consist of a tame down moto track and a 6-mile off-road loop, averaging 20-minute lap times. What's the goal here? Well, to have fun, of course. Kick some beers back and uh, race with your buddies. So, that's what we're doing. 85 and Super Mini on up are welcome. So, it's going to be part moto and part off-road, and it sounds like a really good time. The only thing that doesn't sound like a good time is Slaw Dog on Twitter right now dogging me and saying that he doesn't want me on his team. And then I think Chili Dog West's account was hacked last night because he said the same thing. And I guess these guys just don't want to win. They don't want CEO on their team because I'll just dominate. You know, I'm an outlier athlete. I have amazing stamina. I'm in shape. I have a six pack. I don't know what else you want from me, dogs. That's that's a gold medal winning team if I'm on it. Just fly me out there. I'll just be on your team, and we'll win. So that's what we got to do. Um, Yeah, that's all I have to say right now about that. We'll, we'll talk more about next week. Uh, the World Mini Grand Prix is coming up as well at Mesquite, Nevada. It's Dude, this track's amazing. That's why we keep going there, and they're awesome to us. So April 4th through 7th, the World Mini Verb Moto event returns, all a part of our Shred Tour series, and we're going to have the shred tours uh, announced here very shortly for the rest of the season. So stay tuned to verbmoto.com for those details. Um, that's kind of it for me this week. I didn't have a show last week. If you noticed, yeah, I know life happens and, uh, it's been a crazy month for Troy dog here. So if you haven't noticed, I've been doing team previews and the sport is healthy. We have so many teams and I'm making sure each one of them gets their, their uh, spotlight on the site. So, and if if you haven't, if you can't tell, my voice is a little hoarse. I don't really know what's going on. But uh, 
Yeah, man. It's year one of the pod is almost complete. I think I started in like June or May. It's been going good. I think I've only missed like two weeks out of since then. So give me a break, man. Stuff happens. So I might be back next week for end of the year show. It depends. Um, I might not. I might be swamped with other projects, but I'm going to try to get a pod out for you guys and um, go from there. So if you'd like to hear from somebody, drop me a line, Troy at Vermoto.com or hit up my Instagram and Twitter at Troy Dog Verb. I'm going to be pumping the squad up. You know, we got Anaheim one around the corner and Anaheim one's going to have like two of our riders that are of Starling as well as Yoder. Yeah. Hunter Yoder. Sorry. I had to go through the whole list in my head. There's six of them, you know? So Welton's riding East. Hard dogs hurt. Ashton Bloxham races outdoors only. Derek Kelly's hurt. It's just kind of been one of those off seasons. So we'll keep you posted on all their programs coming up. What else I got going on? Uh, that's about it. Maybe next week we'll do a year in review show or something. Something. Bring on somebody. That's what we got planned. I want to say thank you to uh, Evan Nystrom, of course. Thank you to myself. Thank you to Ginger Dog. Thank you to Bub Dog. Thank you to Duke Dog. Ooh, shout out to Duke Dog. Last night, homie stuck a button up his nose. Three years old. Stuck a button up his nose. It went deep. So me and uh, Duke went to the ER. We were there for about six hours and watched a lot of Bluey. Just had a good old time bonding. And yeah, just something you never forget. And uh, shout out to Boots Dog. Boots Dog is always there for the squad. CMX, our dog. Thank you, bro. Uh, shout out to the squad. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week, maybe, but I'm going to go stick a button up my nose. See ya.